Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 269. Our God is love, unchanging love, and can we ask for more? Our prayer for love's increase is vain, t'was infinite before. Ask not the Lord with breath of praise for more than we accept. The open fount is free to all. God's promises are kept. Hymn number 269.
The scriptural will be given by Betty from California. I will read from the Bible, Philippians. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do, of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life. Finally, my brethren, Rejoice in the Lord. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation 
but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 141. <clears throat> if the Lord build not the house, they that labor build in vain. Father, may our cornerstone stand four square without a stain. Hymn number 141. Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin each Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, where we discuss the lesson in depth and learn 
how to better practice this wonderful science that we have been given. And we had a really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And it will also be available on our YouTube channel and our Vimeo channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11. And that Sunday school has a dedicated teleconference number. And as many of our Sunday school students participate over the telephone. And uh, it's available really anywhere in the world. So if you don't live near us and you have a child of Sunday school age, please call us, we'll give you the number, and we would love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives transformed and saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery available for infants and toddlers. We're going to have another Bible study this month coming up soon, next Saturday, February 25th at 10 a.m. The Bible study questions are on the website. So please join us for a lively and inspired session next Saturday, 10 a.m., February 25th. And we've been busy printing and mailing. The March full-text lesson sermon booklet has been printed and mailed to subscribers. And many of you may already have received it. If you haven't, um, it, it's on its way and you'll get it soon. We have many uh, websites, many in languages other than English, so that the truth of Christian science reaches billions of people around the world, in many cases in their own language. And one of the articles that I'd like to point out that's featured on our English website um, excellent article entitled The Fruit of Right Thinking by Gilbert Carpenter. I can't recommend it highly enough. Everyone is welcome here, and that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony from Miscellaneous Writings which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Karen from California. Page 435. Reverend Mary B. G. Eddy. My dear leader, I will try to tell you how I was led to Christian Science. Heretofore, I have not tried to lead a Christian life, but have always firmly believed that if one truly desired and needed help, 
he would get it from God by asking for it. I suffered, as I think, but very few have, for 14 years. Yet I did not think it sufficient to warrant me in asking God to help me until I gave up all hope elsewhere. And this occurred in the spring of 1891. I then thought that the time had come to commit myself to God. Being at home alone, after going to bed, I prayed God to deliver me from my torment, this sentence being the substance of my prayer. What shall I do to be saved? I repeated that sentence, I suppose, until I fell asleep. About 12 o'clock at night, I saw a vision in the form of a man with wings standing at the foot of my bed, wings partly spread, one arm hanging loosely at his side, and one extended above his head. At the same time, there was a bright light shining in my room, which made all objects shine like fire. I knew where I was and was not afraid. The vision, for such it was, after looking directly at me for some time, spoke this one sentence and then disappeared. Do right, and thou shalt be saved. I immediately tried to live according to that precept and found relief in proportion to my understanding. I soon after learned of Christian science. One of my brothers in Kansas, having been healed by it, persuaded me to buy science and health with key to the scriptures, wherein I learned that the above precept was the key to Christian science, that it is Christian science to do right, and that nothing short of right living has any claim to the name. I have been learning my way in Christian science about one year and have been successful in healing. I have all your books and am a subscriber for the journal and quarterly Bible lessons. Some of the cases I have treated have yielded almost instantly. I am a stranger to you, but I have told you the truth just as it occurred. Yours in truth, Sam Schroyer, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 16 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Mind. The golden text is from Philippians. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The responsive reading is from Isaiah. I am the Lord, 
and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me. That they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. Woe unto him that striveth with his Maker. Let the potsherd strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him that fashioneth it, What makest thou? Or thy work he hath no hands? I have made the earth and created man upon it. I, even my hands, have stretched out the heavens, and all their hosts have I commanded. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. Look unto me, and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is none else. Bruce will now read. I will read from the Bible, Proverbs. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Psalms. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. 1 Corinthians and I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, 
comparing spiritual things with spiritual. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Luke. And it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had one only daughter, about twelve years of age, and she lay a-dying. While he yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Thy daughter is dead, trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James and John, and the father and the mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her. But he said, Weep not, she is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out, and took her by the hand, and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again, and she arose straightway. And he commanded to give her meat. And her parents were astonished. Mark. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him. And he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answereth him, and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, 
have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. Ephesians I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you, that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, and through you all, and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men, and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness."
Amanda from Missouri will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Question. What is mind? Answer. Mind is God. The exterminator of error is the great truth that God, good, is the only mind, and that the supposititious opposite of infinite mind, called devil or evil, is not mind, is not truth, but error, without intelligence or reality. There can be but one mind, because there is but one God. And if mortals claimed no other mind, and accepted no other, Shin would be unknown. The divine mind that made man maintains his own image and likeness. The human mind is opposed to God and must be put off, as St. Paul declares. All that really exists is the divine mind and its idea. And in this mind, the entire being is found harmonious and eternal. The straight and narrow way is to see and acknowledge this fact, yield to this power, and follow the leadings of truth. That mortal mind claims to govern every organ of the mortal body, we have overwhelming proof. But this so-called mind is a myth and must, by its own consent, yield to truth. It would wield the scepter of a monarch, but it is powerless. The immortal divine mind takes away all its supposed sovereignty and saves mortal mind from itself. Our system of mind healing rests on the apprehension of the nature and essence of all being, on the divine mind and love's essential qualities. Its pharmacy is moral, and its medicine is intellectual and spiritual, though used for physical healing. Yet this most fundamental part of metaphysics is the one most difficult to understand and demonstrate. For to the material thought, all is material, though such thought is rectified by spirit. Sometimes Jesus called the disease by name, as when he said to the epileptic boy, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. It is added that the spirit ever cried, and rent him sore, and came out of him, and he was as one dead. Clear evidence that the malady was not material. These instances show the concessions which Jesus was willing to make to the popular ignorance of spiritual life laws. Often, he gave no name to the distemper he cured. To the synagogue ruler's daughter, whom they called dead, but of whom he said, she is not dead, but sleepeth, he simply said, Damsel, I say unto thee, Arise. To the sufferer with the withered hand, he said, Stretch forth thine hand. 
and it was restored whole, like as the other. If sickness is real, it belongs to immortality. If true, it is a part of truth. Would you attempt with drugs or without to destroy a quality or condition of truth? But if sickness and sin are illusions, the awakening from this mortal dream or illusion will bring us into health, holiness, and immortality. This awakening is the forever coming of Christ, the advanced appearing of truth, which casts out error and heals the sick. This is the salvation which comes through God, the divine principle, love, as demonstrated by Jesus. As a man thinketh, so is he. Mind is all that feels, acts, or impedes action. Ignorant of this, or shrinking from its implied responsibility, the healing effort is made on the wrong side, and thus the conscious control over the body is lost. Nothing is real and eternal. Nothing is spirit, but God and his idea. Evil has no reality. It is neither person, place, nor thing, but is simply a belief, an illusion of material sense. The identity or idea of all reality continues forever, but spirit, or the divine principle of all, is not in spirit's formations. Soul is synonymous with spirit, God, the creative, governing, infinite principle outside of finite form, which forms only reflect. Close your eyes, and you may dream that you see a flower, that you touch and smell it. Thus you learn that the flower is a product of the so-called mind, a formation of thought rather than of matter. Close your eyes again, and you may see landscapes, men, and women. Thus you learn that these also are images, which mortal mind holds and evolves, and which simulate mind, life, and intelligence. From dreams also you learn that neither mortal mind nor matter is the image or likeness of God, and that immortal mind is not in matter. When we fully understand our relation to the divine, we can have no other mind but his, no other love, wisdom, or truth, no other sense of life, and no consciousness of the existence of matter or error. The power of the human will should be exercised only in subordination to truth, else it will misguide the judgment and free the lower propensities. It is the province of spiritual sense to govern man. Material, erring human thought acts injuriously both upon the body and through it. Having one God, one mind, unfolds the power that heals the sick and fulfills these sayings of Scripture. I am the Lord that healeth thee, and I have found a ransom.
When the divine precepts are understood, they unfold the foundation of fellowship, in which one mind is not at war with another, but all have one spirit, God, one intelligent source, in accordance with the scriptural command. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Man and his maker are correlated in divine science, and real consciousness is cognizant only of the things of God. And we solemnly promise to watch and pray for that mind to be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus, to do unto others as we would have them do unto us, and to be merciful, just, and pure. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 423. Give me, O Lord, an understanding heart, that I may learn to know myself in Thee, to spurn the wrong and choose the better part, and thus from sinful bondage be set free. Hymn number 423.
It's my father's world and to my listening ears all nature sings around me rings the music of the spheres this is my father's world the birds Let's now sing hymn number 421. From these thy children gathered in thy name, from hearts made whole, from lips redeemed from woe, thy praise, O Father, shall forever flow. Alleluia, alleluia. Hymn number 421.
read from the Christian Science textbook, the scientific statement of being, and the correlative passage from 1 John. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen. Amen.